Network on demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good morning, everybody. Coulter Brown here from the Northern Ag Network with our morning market report. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack on Monday announced funding for producers to participate in voluntary conservation programs and adopt climate smart practices. The Inflation Reduction Act provided an additional $19.5 billion over five years through several USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service programs. NRCS is making available $850 million in this fiscal year for its oversubscribed conservation programs, that being EQIP, CSP, the Agricultural Conservation Easement Program, and the Regional Conservation Partnership Program. The increased funding levels are expected to rapidly build over the next four years. Years. Also on Monday, the Department of Agriculture announced new investments and strategies to help address water supply challenges in the West. The effort is through the Western Water and Working Lands Framework for Conservation Action to address key water and land management challenges across 17 Western states. The framework includes guidelines for identifying vulnerable agricultural landscapes and strategies to help NRCS state leaders, water resource managers, and producers respond to priority challenges. Well, turning quickly to look at the events calendar for our producers in southwest Montana, you don't want to miss tomorrow's Cultivation of the Generations meeting in Dillon. Ray Markser and our own Taylor Brown will serve as the guest speakers, followed by a discussion panel of local producers including Jim Hagenbarth, J.M. Peck, David Shewitt, Tony Johnson, Carl Malisich, Dalton Pauly, and Jamie Wood. And then at the end of the week here, we'll be broadcasting from the Mate Show in Billings, so if you make it to town, stop by the booth and say hi. Farmers and ranchers work hard, no matter the season. So BNSF never stops working for Montana's farmers and ranchers. Each winter, we face high winds and drifting snow. BNSF takes extra precaution to ensure freight is delivered safely to destination. We prepare for every storm with equipment positioning, people, and resource coverage. A heartfelt thank you to our crews who work tirelessly and relentlessly to move Montana's high-quality products, no matter the season. This is BNSF. What is a biological product? These days, it depends on who you ask. At Helena, they believe in science-based enzyme technology. Enzymes are proven to optimize the native soil microbial community and prepare root systems for the work ahead. When you apply stabilized enzymes from Zypro, you can boost soil productivity with consistent, longer-lasting results in various environmental conditions. Open the door to nutrition and contact your Helena representative to learn more about Zypro. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. With the smallest beef cow herd on record, cattle producers know that this market is going to heat up over the next several years, especially as we haven't even reached the bottom in terms of cow numbers. If drought conditions will improve, feed costs come down, and calf prices strengthen like we think they're gonna, the industry will enter an expansion phase. But even so, Cattlefax expects two more years of contraction as we're not out of the woods yet on cow culling. And with the smallest replacement heifer inventory since 2011, it'll take time to grow the herd. 
Cattlefax's Kevin Good says that feed yards and stalkers will be the first to see profitability return, but most cow-calf producers, he says, are still waiting on weather conditions to improve. The cow-calf producer is the one that's really carrying the blunt of the added input costs because he can't pass them back down. Those producers, we would suggest, this year will be profitable if they've got feed resources, and that's really the key. And Central North Dakota rancher Clark Price has been elected chair of the Federation of State Beef Councils. Clark has dedicated a lot of time to the beef checkoff, and he's proud of the work that they've been able to accomplish. But he says it's critical to have ranchers engage with the checkoff and how producer dollars are spent. It's very important to be at the table. I think if you've got any questions about the checkoff, come to these meetings, attend the committee meetings. It's important for the producer to be at the table because these are our producer dollars being utilized to promote our product. So we have to have direction and where we can put that money the best at its use. You're listening to the Northern Ag Network. Sale season's here again, and there are a lot of black-hided Angus bulls on the market. But not all of them are registered. Why take the risk? Don't gamble on unproven genetics. Invest wisely with registered, powered by Angus bulls. Backed by the power of the American Angus Association and 80 million data points, registered Angus bulls give you the confidence in your buying decisions. Don't buy an imposter. Look for the registration number. Buy the power. Buy registered Angus bulls. A strong start to the week for the cattle futures with the market supported by steady to higher box beef and the cash cattle market improving. April live cattle notching a new contract high up a dollar fifteen at one sixty five ten. June sixty seven cents higher at one sixty forty two. In the feeder cattle, the March contract up eighty cents at one eighty seven twenty. April ninety two higher at one ninety one sixty. Last week's cash market a dollar fifty higher on the average for the live sales at one fifty nine and a half. Dress trade though four higher to an average of two fifty four. The feeder market continued at St. Ange livestock. Heavier four weight steers sold from two thirty to two forty. Five weights two twenty three to two twenty eight. Six weight steers one ninety five to two ten. The seven weights one eighty to one ninety, and eight weights from one seventy to one eighty. Heifers also trending higher with some six hundred and fifty pound replacements selling for one ninety eight and a half. A shorter supply of way-up cows is pushing the market higher. At Glendive Livestock, the bulk of the cows sold from 85 to 94 with a top of 98 and bulls from 104 to 120. Strong demand for bread stock at the Glasgow Stockyards as 3 to 7-year-old bread cows sold from 17 and a quarter up to 21 and a quarter. And some big bull sales here lately. At the top Hereford sale in Grace City, North Dakota, 228 bulls averaged 15,433, a sale top of $60,000. And Murnack Herefords in Bowman averaged 7761 with 67 F1 Baldy heifers averaging 1827. Just small movements higher in the wheat market to open the week, but it was enough to move prices to their highest levels of 2023. On Monday, March, KC Winery did gain three and a quarter up to nine twelve, may up to nine dollars even, gaining three and a half cents. For the spring wheat, the March contract just a half point better at nine thirty, may up a quarter cent at nine twenty three. March Chicago wheat six cents better at seven ninety two, may at eight dollars even, up a nickel. March corn gained four and a half cents to six eighty five. 
1545 and soybeans for March up a quarter point at 1542. And wrapping up with the cash grain prices, 12 Pro winter wheat starting to move above spring wheat, ranging now from 870 to 935, where the 14 Pro spring wheat from 870 to 910, and Durham steady to 25 cents lower from 825 to $9. That's going to do it for this morning's market report. On the Northern Ag Network, I'm Coulter Brown.